This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, leader in one-week fantasy sports. You can check them out at fanduel.com. It is uh, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports and me, Chris Liss, Rotowire, doing this uh, handicapping version or handicapping edition week three of the East Coast Offense podcast. And I have to say, Dalton, it was pretty ugly last week. And I think before we get into this week's games, I think it's we got to apportion some blame here, don't we? Yeah, we went. Um, I don't know how I did overall, but I'm guessing not great. I know, but most importantly, I know we went two and three in the Super Contest. And uh, I wanted to give you a hard time because I, I fought you against the Lions. Um, I fought you. Uh, you really wanted the Eagles, and Dallas was my best bet, and we didn't go with them. But uh, you also fought hard for the Titans. So, yeah. I what, didn't fight hard gets. for the Titans. That's not true. I I was on the Titans, and then you were like, I can see it. Okay, I'll come, I'll come around to it. I'm on the Titans, too. And your Broncos' f- other fight was a gift. Well, no. I mean, come on. Peyton drove them down the field. And it was tied, and they were underdogs, and they, they got the win on a fumble return. But the Chiefs had gotten a pick six earlier in the game to get the lead. I thought the Broncos were the right side. Yeah, maybe. The Packers certainly were, even though that game was close, and maybe that fumble should have been right. recovered by Seattle. I still thought that was the right side. But let's bounce back. We can't have too many I was, two and three. I was two and two. I, I gave us four. You were too cowardly to do anything but give us one pick, which was the Giants, and you were 0 and 1. I was two and two. I gave us Denver, and I gave us Green Bay. And then I lost those other two. I lost the Titans, which you were very enthusiastic about by the time we, uh, we, we decided to do this. And then what was the other one? Oh, and the Ravens, which I thought was equally yours. So I was kind of like – I was 2-2 two and two and you were 0-2, oh I would say. Again, my best bet of the whole week, you can, this is documented on stat picks with the Cowboys, and you didn't let me use them in one of our five. So I'm just, just going to throw that out there. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, you know, I, that game was so disgusting. I don't even know what happened there. Uh, it was a rough day in general. I, I was actually legitimately depressed after the morning games because I, I went chalk and had the Saints and Survivor. And it's not just my own pool, but my brother's an even bigger one, and I pick for him, and he thinks, you know, I write about sports for a living, and he lets me take control. So I'm, like, more worried about him and this huge pool and, like, what he th- thinks of me in the last couple years I've been, like, out early. So I was just, like... Just going crazy at that game, and sanity prevailed. I hope he understands that the next five best choices all lost. Yeah, I mean, he probably thinks you should have taken the Steelers, which you should have. I thought I, so. What I did was I faded the Saints correctly, uh, and I took the Ravens, and it was really. Uh, I'll get to it in my Survivor podcast, but it was really painful because the Ravens were down thirty to twenty, and they came back. 
They tied it, then they took a lead. And when the good team comes back down 10 in the fourth and takes a lead, it's over. That's oh, It's a lock. It's sealed. And suddenly, somehow, that Ravens D gave up a, a long drive to David Carr for not a field goal, which I thought was worst case. They scored a touchdown and won it. It was really horrible. But then I was like, in your pool, I thought, well, at least I have the Colts on Monday night. Right. At least I was smart enough to do that, you know, have one extra one and – course that didn't help either so anyway we'll, we'll move on Let, let's let's go to this week's picks against the spread as advertised so i'd say you have like 67 percent of the blame for last week's uh failure i was six and ten i had a bad week against the spread overall but i, I really care about my best bets and my top picks a lot more than my overall yeah overall let's bounce record. back let's okay. bounce back we can't have yeah. too many more We're six and four i mean two and yeah. threes honestly you can have two or three four two and threes you yeah, just you can't just, have you, you want to avoid the one and fours, no one fives. Right. Just zero of those. We're gonna have some two and threes, but let's mostly four and ones, five and O's. Okay. So here's gonna be, I think, at least a four and one. I feel good. Okay. So let's start with Thursday night, and you got the Redskins plus four at the Giants. And I have a side on this. Let me know what you think first. All right. First off, do you realize according to Pro Football Focus, Eli Manning is on pace to have eighty eight passes dropped by his receivers? Which, is, which would be 30 more than they've ever recorded in a season. Obviously, it's just a two-game sample, but that suggests you know he's suffered some, some pretty harsh luck so far. But Washington's played better than, than expected. On, on Really, their offensive line has been really good. They've allowed the third-fewest YPA in their secondary. So you're probably going to be a homer here, but to me, these are kind of equal teams, and they're getting more than the three points, so I'm leaning toward Washington. Yeah, I like the Giants to smoke them. I mean, it's a small sample from this year. And I still think you got to look at last year a little bit more. And I just think, you know, they played the, the Redskins played the Rams and the Dolphins that are two middling teams. I don't know how much information you get about that from that. I think that uh, Eli, first of all, they cut Preston Parker. So that's one of the guys who dropped yes. passes who's gone. Uh, but I just think the Giants are going to light up that secondary. And I think Washington will move the ball, but won't be able to keep pace. They're going to have to. The Giants can't run the ball. Yeah, but that's fine because the Redskins' strength, at least last year, was stopping the run, not the pass. Right. Well, so far they've been third-best YPA is all I'm saying. All right. Well, all right. So you don't want to touch that one. I would do the Giants there. You would use that as one of your five? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I don't feel strongly about Washington, so maybe we can circle back. Okay. We'll Those Thursday back. night games are always so crazy, and it's seemingly the it does matter more home field advantage. I'm not sure how much how, how, truth, how much truth there is to that. Yeah, I've never lost a Thursday game this year. So I, oh, okay. Right. I'm 1-0-1. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I should have I won the first week, but the Steelers got a backdoor push. All right, let's talk about the Steelers, minus one and a half at St. Louis. I've got a little bit of a lean, but I'm not – this wouldn't be one of my five. What do you think? It's strength against strength. Uh, the O-line for Pittsburgh versus the D-line for St. Louis. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's back. Uh, you know, you're coming off a, a really strong Pittsburgh performance and in, in St. Louis not so much. But maybe this is the sucker side, but why is it just one point? I think Pittsburgh looks like one of the best teams in football. I know their defense is a little shaky, but I'm leaning towards the Steelers, and it's actually one that I put a star next to. Yeah, I have the Rams. I think Foles is going to light them up. I mean, I think the Rams are going to score points here, and they're going to sack Roethlisberger a bunch. I don't know how good that offensive maybe. line is. Maybe. The offensive line looks ridiculous. D'Angelo Williams' carcass is the number one fantasy running back through two games. Yeah, but they played the Patriots, who were super soft, and the Niners, who... Who just shut down Adrian Peterson the week Yeah, before. but who knows with that defense, you know, the way it is and traveling. I don't know. I, I Well, I will, let's, let's skip that one, because obviously we're on different sides of it. Okay. Um, okay, Chargers plus two and a half at the Vikings. I got a, a little bit of a lean. What do you like here? 
That's funny. Um, you could have to, you can talk me into this one because I, I see these two as, as roughly equal teams and this Vikings are giving up less than the three points. So I would just go with the home team. Yeah. I see the chargers as slightly better. I just don't think Bridgewater, you can say he's as good as rivers yet. Um, and then defensively the Vikings might be better, but we just don't really know. So I, I think the chargers are slightly better and that's who I would take. Interesting. All right. So we're, we're, over oh, three so far. Yeah, we're not, and, and we're also not. I mean, I don't feel really strongly about it. Okay, the Bucks plus six and a half at Houston. Um, I don't feel strongly about this one at all. I don't either. Um, this line has actually moved three points since the opener, which I don't really quite understand. So I would kind of lean towards fading the public on that and just take the points and hold my nose. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm leaning toward the Bucks too, just because. I mean. Mike Evans hasn't even played really. I mean, he played barely in the in the first, you know, the second week, and maybe they're horrible. But the Texans aren't. You know, I don't know. I just think it's a lot of points for the Texans to be. It lying. seems like a lot of points for a team that yeah. hasn't proven anything with a bad quarterback. Yeah, exactly. All right, Eagles plus two and a half at the Jets. I have a pretty strong lean here, but go ahead. Well, I have a pretty strong lean here too, and it might even be my best bet. But I, I have a strong suspicion that you're going to disagree with me. This line has moved five points uh, as. as compared to the open opening line and it's totally selling you know you'd be buying low in the eagles and selling high in the jets who have no eric decker probably the jets have also recovered all eight of their fumbles this year so there should be some regression there having said that i'm sure it's the sucker side but aren't the jets this defense just looks legit and can chip kelly really turn this around in in seven days I, i like new york I like the Eagles. You know, <laughs> the, the, it's funny because the uh, two years ago there was a game where uh, the Eagles hosted the Cowboys. Right, I know. They lost seventeen to three, and Nick Foles got hurt in the game, and he looked like he did not even belong in the league. I mean, he was replacing Michael Vick, who had been hurt. He just looked like this is a scrub quarterback, doesn't belong in the league. The next week, Vick took over. I think the Eagles won the game. Two weeks later, uh, Foles throws seven touchdowns against the Raiders, ends up with a twenty-nine to two. Touchdown interception ratio, 9.1 yards per attempt. Had one of the greatest seasons of all time for a quarterback. I mean, if you look at the per play, the efficiency numbers, obviously it was only 11 games, not 16. But it's right up there with Brady 2007, Manning 2004, Aaron Rodgers 2011, Dan Marino 1984. I mean, it's crazy the season that Foles had. Nobody seems to remember that. And it, was two, it started two games after the most disgusting performance you've ever seen at home against the Cowboys, who did, who had one of the worst defenses in the league that year in 2013. Everyone saw the Jets play well in Monday Night Football. I know the, the public's going to be backing them, and, and maybe Philly's obviously better than they have shown so far. So I, I can totally see it. I know that that would make my stomach churn more if I went the Eagles side, and usually that's the winning side is when you, know, you, know, you don't see the logic behind it. Yeah, I see the logic behind it. I, I, I'm, the Eagles might be my best bet this week, but, and I would use them for sure. <laughs> But I don't, it doesn't sound like you're signing off on that because you, you were actually on the Jets. Just um, like last week, the Eagles and, and Cowboys were our two strongest feelings, actually, opposite sides. Yeah, and you were right last week. But that was just such a bizarre, garbage game. I don't know what happened. Oh, come on. I've always said uh, Brandon Whedon over Tony Romo. I've always, always been you've on liked, Yeah, you've liked Whedon for a long time, I know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay, let's go to the uh, Saints. <clears throat> I, I have plus three at Panthers, and I don't really understand this. Uh, because even if Breeze is playing, I think they should be four or three and a half or something. And Breeze is kind of iffy with this injured rotator cuff. What line do you have there? Three. It still still shows three as of right now. Do we know what the Hilton contest line is? No, that, that doesn't come out to Wednesday at five. Okay. So, I mean, if this is anywhere near three, the, 
the Panthers just seem kind of like a gift. I totally agree. They've allowed an NFL low 4.4 yards per attempt. Next best, Denver, a full yard more at 5.4. Uh, Cam Newton's playing well even without the you know any elite receiver. Maybe it's me being biased because I watched that New Orleans team every play last week and you know owning them in Survivor, but they just look terrible. And that's even before regarding Breeze's injury. Even if he plays, he could be at far less than 100%. He couldn't hit a, a deep pass uh, after that injury last week, and he was already regressing. You get this team outdoors, I have no clue why the Panthers aren't giving up more than three. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's a weird line. I don't, I don't, I think the Hilton line will come out at like six or something. I mean, it just seems crazy. But okay, we'll just have to table that because, I mean, I'm writing up the column tonight or tomorrow morning. If it doesn't move, I'm writing it at three because what else can I do? I got to publish it. But um, it, it looks odd. Okay, Jaguars plus thirteen and a half at Pats. Um, what side do you like there? I hate these spreads, these 14-point type spreads. And it feels like at 13.5, they're begging you to take the Patriots. You know, it's one less than the two touchdowns, that even number there. Um, New England's actually allowed an NFL high 5.7 yards per carry. This just feels like a backdoor type cover, even though I know the quarterback's terrible for Jacksonville. And and New England typically doesn't take the foot off the gas pedal. So I could see this being a 45-point game. But I think they're only like their point differential so far this season is something like 10 or something, even though they're 2-0 and and they look really, really strong. So I am uh, sorry, 15 is their point differential. Um, I'm going to hold my nose and go with the Jags. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I, I might use this one. Uh, I, I think actually the Patriots defense sucks. It's yes, it's shaky. They and have a lot of sacks against, you know, running Tyrod Taylor, you know, you know, still learning. But they also gave up a lot of yards and points. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I and I think the Jaguars will move the ball against them, and I think that the Jaguars will be super up for this game. You know, the Patriots—they don't have too many letdowns, but they're you know they're two and zero. They're they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Brady didn't get suspended. I, I just see this as a slight letdown, and I think Jacksonville will make it competitive. The one worry I have is Bortles is just so capable of that pick six to yeah. seal it. You know, they're down ten. There's three minutes left. The Jaguars are driving, hoping to, you know, or even down, you know, seven. With three minutes left in driving, you're like, whoa. You know, they're driving for the tie and just throws a pick six to seal the 14. I could so see that happening, but I, I still like the Jaguars. Jacksonville's defended the run really well this season, but that might not matter with the Pats. I mean, they, they pretty much give, they haven't even tried to run the ball yet this season. Yeah, but you're on board with the Jaguars. Okay, I'm on board. We'll, we'll talk about it. I mean, those, I agree that those double-digit spreads are not the ones you usually feel great about in either direction. Um, all right, let's do one more, and we'll take a quick commercial break. Uh Bengals plus two and a half at the Ravens. Do you have any strong feelings about that one? Uh, yeah, because it's less than three, and I still view these teams as rough, roughly equal. Entering the year, I had the, you know, right there both making the playoffs. The Ravens' first two games have both been on the road. They're coming off an embarrassing loss. They typically play a lot better at home. It's one of the, the, the true home field advantages still in the NFL. So I, I can't see them going 0-3 and giving up less than a field goal. I, I, I side with, with Baltimore here. Yeah, I circled Baltimore, too. I mean, the Bengals are such a better team, though, if you look at the players. And the Ravens got lit up by Derek Carr. I mean, they were up. I should be alive in all these pools. I'm just so depressed. They they were up 33-30, and they couldn't stop Derek Carr from that final drive. Michael Crabtree, the guy who scored the touchdown, I don't even know his name. I never heard of him before. I didn't either. Do you know his name? No, I already forgot. It's like somebody Roberts or something. I don't remember. His, I don't even know who that was. So... It was, you know, but I, I agree. It's just you just can't really look at last week. Last week is just it just happened. You know, it's not a big thing. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. This podcast is East Coast Offense. It's brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one week fantasy sports. I had kind of a kind of a rough week. I 
I probably lit a couple hundred bucks on fire last week on FanDuel. But partly it was because I used a lot of Mike Evans. And the reason I did that in part, part of it was because I knew he would not be uh, heavily owned coming off the injury. And they were 10-point underdogs, so I thought the Tampa would throw a lot. Um, and the other reason was that I was actually staying in San Francisco for a wedding or in Palo Alto. And the name of the friend's house with whom we stayed was Mike Evans. So I just thought that was a good reason to start him. Apparently, it was not a good reason. So he was in a lot of my lineups. And I, he was actually even in more lineups because Alshon Jeffrey was scratched late. And he was the same exact price on FanDuel as Jeffrey. So I just did a quick uh, sub-replace uh, for Jeffrey for Evans. So I was even more heavily invested in him. And that did not go well. The Ravens defense also had negative points, which hurt me quite a bit as well. If you would like to play some of these FanDuel contests, you can go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use my code LISS, L-I-S-S, and sign up now. Special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to 200 bucks that gets earned gradually as you play. It's a bonus of up to 200 bucks. Offers only good for the first 50. Use my code LISS today. Don't forget to use my code LISS, L-I-S-S. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. All right, Dalton, bringing it back in. Uh, we left off, uh, both of us liking the Ravens uh, laying two and a half at home against the Bengals. How about this one? The Raiders plus three and a half at Cleveland. How do you feel that on that one? I kind of like the Browns here. The Raiders coming off that, that big win. Um, I know Cleveland is as well. But having to travel across the country and play these 10 a.m. games is so difficult. I don't want to bog you down with all the, the stats here, but you should check out Derek Carr's home road splits so far over the first 18 games of his career. They're pretty massive. On road games, he's got 4.8 YPA and taken 19 sacks in eight games. It's It's been just a complete 180. So Johnny Menzel has showed a, shown a pulse, and I expect him to start again, although he does have four fumbles already in limited play. But just the you know half a point more than, than three. This is actually going to depress me if I'm right here because the biggest money bet I made before the season was the Browns under six and a half wins, and they're going to be two and one if this happens. But I, I did recheck, and their schedule becomes brutal over the next stretch but leaning toward cleveland yeah so am I. i'm worried that josh mcclown is going to start uh at qb uh and that i would much prefer manzel but i i think the browns are the right call here i think their d is decent and it's going to be tough going for the raiders on the road and that they will they'll connect for a couple big plays against them maybe even a defensive touchdown so i'm laying the three and a half i like the extra i sometimes like the hook it's weird it's like the hook is obviously terrible you want it to be three not three and a half but I feel like that's like the enticement that they're trying to get the public to take the Raiders sometimes. Right. And it's, a, it's like a false enticement. So uh, I have no problem laying that. All right. How about the Colts minus three and a half at the Titans? I would use this one. But go ahead. What do you think? Oh, you could talk me in either way. Um, I just – the Colts just cannot be this bad. And they normally just dominate their division opponents. I know they're missing a ton of cornerbacks. And Andrew Luck is what he leads the NFL in turnover since the beginning of last season. He's just been so bad, and they have to travel on a short week. But I'm still going to be the sucker side and go with the team that I picked to go far in the playoffs. Although that was incumbent on them, I thought that they'd just dominate their easy schedule and be the number one seed in the AFC. It's it's ugly, and I like Marcus Mariota's future, but I'm I'm sided with the Colts. Definitely Colts. Bounce back. Love taking them off that Monday night debacle. Uh, Vontae Davis, the concussion concerns me. He may be playing, he may not. We don't know. Um, I made a joke on Twitter that he just, you know, that given the Colts' dire situation, he needed to just play through the concussion in the second half. And uh, nobody likes a good concussion joke. They know people got angry about that. They thought I was being serious or they didn't think it was funny. But 
Anyway, <laughs> sometimes you just got to tough it out. You know what I'm saying? It's a no-brainer, don't you think? A no-brainer. Well, well played. And one thing, just to get not too inside baseball, but I, I believe Vontae Davis, he, he has shadowed the opponent's best receiver, but only on the outside. And I'd say the Titans' best receiver is Kendall Wright, and he lines up in the slot. So they don't really have a big threat on the outside. So I'm not sure it would matter as much as other games if he plays or not. Right. And no, Kendall Wright scares nobody, right? I mean, what's I mean, what's yeah. he going to do? Catch an 11-yard pass and get a first down? Oh, that's very scary. Hope he doesn't do that. Yeah, and their running game is terrible. And, and I mean, who, who, who's going to count on Frank Gore slipping that ball out of their hand? They're, they're not this bad. They're not going 0-3. They're not going to lose this division opponent. No, let's use this one. Yeah, except the Colts are so stupid. They're so oh, terribly stupid. Coached. Terribly coached and terribly GM'd. Oh, just, <laughs> not a good just combo. idiotic. You know, let's bring in Andre Johnson. Let's bring in the carcass of Andre Johnson when he's 40 years old, even though his metrics are such steep free fall that he's clearly – I don't – people are oh, – well, now – no. This is a debate we had preseason. I was wrong about Hyde, but you were wrong about Andre Johnson. At least, you got yeah, I, I only got him in Stope. I, I kind of shied away from him with all these smart smart people told me I was dumb. So, but yeah, no, I'm relying on him in Come that. On, what Actually, happened? To, he's the guy you're rooting for most. You're going to get him in every yeah. league. What happened? I've given to that? up. That's been two. I've seen enough. It's he looks deep. like a he looks like a tight end out there. He can't separate. He's sluggish. Dante Moncrief is four five times the player right now. Yeah, no, he's terrible. Okay, Falcons minus one at the Cowboys. I got a mild lean here. Who do you think? Who do you like? Okay, so first off, I only made one Super Bowl long shot bet before the season, and it was 40-1 to 1 on the Falcons. And, and they might luck into playing a Dallas team here that obviously this spread would have been, you know, Dallas minus four, you know, before the season started. No, Dallas minus six. Minus six, okay. Seven. Sure. No, maybe seven. You're right, you're right. So this could be interesting if they start out 3-0 and in the rest of that division. I guess the Panthers are mildly interesting, but with the way the Saints are looked and the Bucks, that could be – Quite interesting. I could, I could, you know, hedge a little if they're a, a top two seed there. But obviously, I'm getting way ahead of myself. But I think this is a much improved Falcons team, and I know everyone's just going to point to the injuries, and probably the public is going to be on, is going to be on the Falcons. But I'm still not going to go with that where, where I must fade the public. I think this is just the most obvious pick, maybe on the board, that the Falcons should be a Brandon Whedon, Des Bryantless, banged up Jason Witten Cowboys team. I totally agree. I mean, Matt Ryan, Dallas's D, it, they're not good. Maybe they became good, and I didn't see. Maybe Sean Lee is a Superman now that he's healthy for the you know first two games that he's ever been healthy consecutively in his career. But there is really, I mean, it's just insane. Like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are going to make plays. They're going to score points. I just don't see what Dallas is going to do. I mean, they could try to ugly it up and slow it down and grind it out. But, man, I, I just it's, it just seems like. It just seems like a mismatch. So I think we've know. agreed on like six of the last seven games. Finally, I know. It was, it was, I thought we were going to have a, you know the same thing. As Actually, six in a row. We agreed to yeah. six in a row. All right. How about the Niners plus six and a half at the Cardinals? How do you feel about that? I feel um, depressed about this. Is what I feel like. Um, according to uh, Football Outsiders, uh, Arizona is like the third best DVOA over the first two weeks of the season, which is insane. Carson Palmer is fifteen and two over his last seventeen starts, including eight straight wins. This team looks legit, and they're giving up less than a touchdown. Believe me, I hope I'm wrong, and the Niners bounce back. They're not as bad as they were last week and probably not as good as they were the first week. But still, man, I'm laying the points here. Agree with you 100%. It's very tough to play in Arizona. They're playing well. That D is going to be nasty. Uh, and I think Palmer will move the ball consistently against that Niners D that looked very shaky in Pittsburgh. I'm laying the wood. I would use, I would use them as one of our five. Yeah, he averages the second most air yards uh, next to Roethlisberger, and they're facing a, a Niners secondary who 
partially. That's why Roethlisberger's averaging more because he's tearing it up. Against, he tore it up against them. Niners allowing an NFL high 10.2 YPA. Didn't not only didn't record a sack last week, didn't record a single quarterback hit. So I mean that is Carson Palmer sits back there and just airs it downfield. This could get ugly quick. Yeah, I like I like that. They're, they're, the Cardinals are gonna. It's just a. It's also just a tough place to play too. All right, um, and they and it's the second week in a row they're traveling. It's not a good setup. Bills plus three at Dolphins. I really do not feel strongly about this one. I could really go either way. Um, I think you skipped Seattle. Oh, I missed Seattle. I didn't write it down. What what yeah. is it? Sorry, what is it's, the Seattle line? Seattle's minus fourteen point five at home against the Bears. Wow, the Bears, man, they are just garbage. And no Cutler. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing not to have Cutler. But oh, uh, it can be a bad thing. I mean, not maybe Cutler. Lawson played actually competently last year. I mean, for a backup, uh, I man, you know, it's it almost always pays to go with the double digit dog. I mean, I just think that like that's just if you if you have no feel, you take the dog. But man, it's it's the Bears are just terrible. Oh, and by the way, I had to talk you out of using the Bears last week. That reminds yes. me. That that is, I was hoping you I forgot. Saved about, us from that. I hoping you forgot about that. <laughs> one. It, just as I thought, the thirteen point five points is enticing you to take the the Patriots. I think this fourteen point five is enticing you to take the points. You know, the two touchdowns. So I'm going to go, you know, the opposite way here. I think if there's ever a, a, a team more likely to get shut out, I never, I would never bet on a shutout. But Seattle zero and two coming home against Jimmy Clausen and a banged up Alshon Jeffrey, I could see this getting very ugly. I'm laying the wood. Interesting. I got to think about it. I had, I, I, some reason I just omitted it from my list. Uh, I'm not looking at the list. I'm looking at the distilled list that I write, put down for my article. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got to think about it. I, you know, it's, I just don't know that Seattle's D is that good anymore. I mean, the Rams lit them up. The Rams got shut down by the Redskins, and yet they lit up the Seahawks. I know they play well against the Seahawks. It's a divisional game. Um, and then the Seahawks. But the, the Seahawks are just so different at home. I guess they're tougher at home, but I mean, it's, you know, and then Green Bay, well, it was a game at Green Bay, at least Green Bay was clearly better, even, you know, missing a lot of their weapon. I mean, you know, Randall Cobb was really the only weapon they had and they still, you know, Lacey got hurt, Jordy's out for the year and they, they still move the ball pretty easily against them. So yeah, Rodgers has like a 58 to zero TDINT ratio. Yeah, I mean, I, right. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. I, I, I could, I could see that. Okay. Well, we probably won't use that for the five, but I, I got I'm just not settled on how I feel about it. All right, Bills plus three at Dolphins. How do you feel about that? I really have no feel like you just said. I didn't even circle a team yet. I, I guess I would probably, because it's only three and not three and a half, I'd take the home team because, you know, before the season I would pick them, you know, these two divisional teams I see equal. I'd pick the home team to win. And because they're giving this the field goal, I guess the Dolphins, but I don't feel this is one of the biggest stayaways on the board for me. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm leaning ever so slightly Dolphins because I think the Bills D, which we thought was so good by shutting down the Colts, that's kind of called into question after New England lit them up, and then the Colts didn't do anything against the Jets either, right? It seemed like, wow, the Bills' D must really be that good. They're shutting down the Colts. That's in Buffalo, and the Colts couldn't even score against the Jets at home. Or maybe Brady's just that good. Maybe Brady's that good, and, and maybe, uh, but still giving up 40 to anybody. Yeah. It just doesn't really <laughs> oh, I know. doesn't reflect well on your defense. Uh, you, you, never, you, know, you never light up the, the elite defenses like that, or you rarely, rarely light them up. Uh, okay, you got the Broncos plus three at the Lions. This one is just a really interesting game to me. Um, you know, there's some chance that Safford doesn't play, actually. He's got some, what was it, a rib injury or something? So he's kind of iffy. But what is your lean here? 
Yeah, and even if he does play, that could that could hinder him. Like that's it's often overlooked. Like it's not just if you're at, you know if you're inactive or active. But my lean is the chalk and taking the Broncos. I think that they've kind of figured it out with his shotgun well, offense. Well, they're dogs, you know. It's not the chalk. I mean, it's you're you're getting three. No, no, no. The Bron- the Broncos are favored by three. Oh, uh, okay. I've, Jesus, I wrote this down. I must have. Uh, or I would, that would definitely be one of my favorite bets. I was like, I was like, okay, they're laying three in Detroit. Yeah. I and was wondering why they were getting three. I was like, wow, they really think those are equal teams. That's interesting. Okay, they're laying three. That makes more sense to me. Yeah, and that's the uh, the Sunday night game in primetime too. For what it's worth, uh, the Lions have not looked good. It's uh, pretty incredible. This team, what what they went eleven games last year. And uh, they just haven't looked anything like that. And Stafford, obviously, both you and I aren't, aren't the biggest fans. The running game hasn't looked very good at all whatsoever. I don't know. I just think the Broncos have the, quite possibly the best defense in the NFL, and I don't want to overthink this. Yeah, lay, but laying three on the road is a 2-0 and team going against a winless team that's a desperate animal, and they're laying three on the road in a primetime game. I mean, the Lions are going to give it everything they got. I mean, it's going to be – this is definitely a spot that's, that's – a t- this is a tough spot. I mean, you have to think – the Broncos are way better than the Lions to lay this, right? And Peyton Manning did look great on that drive, but he is so immobile. And if the Lions smack him around a little bit, and the Lions, you know, I know they lost Sue, and they're not quite the defensive line they were. They do have Haloti Nada instead. But, man, this is not a good spot for Peyton. You know, I don't, I, I don't feel comfortable. You're right. I, I trust the Broncos' defense more than I trust the Broncos' offense here. Yeah, and Detroit – plays a lot better at home, you know, when you get them in a dome and their first two games were on the road. And, man, week, their next game is in Seattle. So they really need to win this game to, to avoid an 0-4 I mean, start. I don't like to do that. Well, I can't imagine them go 0-4. Because no, I don't either. I don't either. Because they're 0-2 now, right? I mean, they no, don't I, have I, to go 0-4. They just have to go 0-2 from here. I was just pointing it out. No, I don't no, no. That wouldn't factor in my decision. I'm not saying you were saying that. I'm saying a lot of people think that. You know, they, they, start, they, they find it hard to imagine – Team X going 0-4 or 0-5, but it's not like you're starting from scratch and you have to do five in a row. You only got one in a row or two in a row. So <clears throat> I, I think the Lions are the right play. That's why a lot of a lot of people say it's very hard to beat the same team three times in one year, you know, when a division, yep. divisional team meets in the playoffs. It's like they always say that in the playoffs. It's like, well, that is true, but it's a lot less hard when it's their third game and one team's already beat them twice. Right, and would you rather the team that beat them twice or lost to them twice? Of course. And knowing nothing else, I'd rather the team that won both times. Of course. So, all right, I, I, I'm probably – okay, we're not going to use this one, but I'm Definitely. probably leaning Lions. I don't like it. I really liked it when I thought it was plus three. Then I was all over the Broncos. But <laughs> minus three, it's a whole different world. Um, all right, and then Monday night you got the Chiefs plus seven at Green Bay. I think I know who I like there. Who, who do you like? I don't like either. This would be a stay away for me, but it's just so tough to bet against Green Bay at this point at home. They just look like such a – I think they are a juggernaut. I know you say they have no one else but Cobb, but I think Montgomery will emerge or, you know, Devontae Adams is due for a better game. I know Lacey's a little banged up, but not too worried about James Starks coming up big there. I know Kansas City actually has a, a mini buy here coming off Thursday, if that means anything. But it's just tough for me to lay – you know, it's, it's a touchdown, not more, with this Green Bay team at home. But, again, I don't feel strongly about this one at all. Yeah, I don't feel strongly about it. I got to think about it. I, I was leaning Packers just because it's sort of like Packers at home. Just seems like an easy thing to do every week, unless the line's really big. Um, but yeah, the, the Chiefs. I don't know why. Sometimes I, I have weird things like the Chiefs were the team that knocked the Packers off when they were going for that undefeated season. It's totally different players now, but I was just like it just seems like they're going to play tough. But I, that's that's a fifty-fifty coin flip call. All right, well, do, do you want to try to, like, preliminarily choose our five right now? Sure. Okay, so I think we've got to skip, like, the first five. 
the Panthers, we got to kind of put in brackets because we don't really know what the line's going to be. But we both kind of like that, right? Yes. Okay. And then we're not – okay, the Jaguars are sort of like number five if we need them. Uh, the Ravens, you want to do that one? If it's under three, I say yeah. Okay. If it's, if it's, and, and I have it at two and a half. Um, the Browns hosting the Raiders at three and a half? I mean, I would definitely do a check mark. Uh, yeah, that would be at least to consider. Okay. And then the Colts laying three and a half in Tennessee? Yeah. And the Falcons laying one in Dallas? Yeah, but there's one other one we really like too, uh, Arizona. Yeah, and Arizona. So there we go. So that's one, two, three, four. That's six. That's six, but the Saints-Panthers. Right. I think I would kick out the um, – well, we're not using the Patriots. The Patriots-Jaguars are sort of a reserve, right? That's, that's not- like a seventh right now. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's just forget about those high-spread ones. I might kick out the – the Ravens Bengals, but if you really like that one, we can kick out a different one. The ones I think after talking to you the most, I think I like Indy, Atlanta, and Arizona. Those are the three that I would fight for. And then the, okay. then, yeah, so I'm with you. So why don't we just lock in those three? And, uh, you know, I'm going to use those three too as my maybe my best bets in the beating the book, which I didn't make a best bet last week, thankfully. So I didn't hurt my, my best bet record for that. And then uh, come up with two of those other three, and it and might it might be an easy decision if that you know that Panthers line comes out higher than three. So that might make me might make the decision for us, right? And I kind of like the Browns almost as much as those. I, okay, I, just, I feel it's just the right call. That would be your fourth. Okay, yeah, I'm fine that'd with that. Be my fourth, and maybe we'll get lucky and be able to keep uh, Carolina. Cool, sounds good to me. All right, man. Appreciate that was a lot it, easier after it looked like we were in, we were in for a rough start there. Oh, it was brutal, and it was just like last week. We didn't do well last week, so we, we, we rallied. Fortunately, we uh, had some agreement. Absolutely. Of course, there's think? no correlation to how, how good you feel about your, any specific week's slate, but it's still, for now, it makes us feel better. All right, now make a prediction for how we're going to do this week. I'm feeling 4-1. and one. I'm feeling 4-1 and one also. But you know what? I'll just, I'll just not be a coward. I'll say 5-0. and oh. Okay, I like it. All right. <laughs> All right, let's, we'll revisit those predictions uh, when we come back. All right, man. Appreciate your coming on. I'll, I'll catch you next week. All right. Take it easy, Liz. That's Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. This podcast, East Coast Offense, is brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-week fantasy sports.